Blackstone Audio presents The 4% Universe, Dark Matter, Dark Energy, and the Race to Discover the Rest of Reality, by Richard Panic. For Meg, with love. I know, said Nick. You don't know, said his father. Ernest Hemingway. Prologue. The time had come to look inside the box. On November 5, 2009, scientists at 16 institutions around the world took their seats before their computer screens and waited for the show to begin. Two software programs being run by two graduate students, one at the University of Minnesota, the other at the California Institute of Technology, simultaneously. For 15 minutes, the two scripts would sort through data that had been collecting far underground in a long-abandoned iron mine in northern Minnesota. Over the past year, 30 ultra-sensitive detectors, deep freeze cavities the size of refrigerators, shielded from stray cosmic rays by half a mile of bedrock and snug blankets of lead, their interiors cooled almost to absolute zero, each interior harboring a heart of germanium atoms had been looking for a particular piece of the universe. The data from that search had sped from the detectors to off-site computers where, following the protocol of a blind analysis, it remained in a box, out of sight. Just after 9 a.m. Central Time, the unblinding party began. Jody Cooley watched on the screen in her office at Southern Methodist University. As the coordinator of data analysis for the experiment, she had made sure that researchers wrote the two scripts separately, using two independent approaches, so as to further ensure against bias. She had also arranged for all the collaborators on the project, physicists at Stanford, Berkeley, Brown, in Florida, Texas, Ohio, Switzerland, to be sitting at their computers at the same time. Together they would watch the evidence as it popped up on their screens, one plot per detector, two versions of each plot. After a few moments, plots began appearing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Then, three or four minutes into the run, a detection appeared. On the same plots in both programs, a dot on a graph, a dot within a narrow, desirable band, a band where all the other dots weren't falling. A few minutes later, another pair of dots on another pair of plots appeared within the same narrow band. And a few minutes later, the programs had run their course. That was it then. Two detections. Wow, Cooley thought. Wow, as in, they had actually seen something when they had expected to get the same result as the previous peak inside a box of different data nearly two years earlier. Nothing. Wow, as in, if you're going to get detections, two is a frustrating number— statistically tantalizing but not sufficient to claim a discovery, but mostly wow as in they might have gotten the first glimpse of dark matter, a piece of our universe that until recently we hadn't even known to look for, because until recently we hadn't realized that our universe was almost entirely missing. It wouldn't be the first time that the vast majority of the universe turned out to be hidden to us, In 1610, Galileo announced to the world that by observing the heavens through a new instrument, what we would call a telescope, 
he had discovered that the universe consists of more than meets the eye. The 500 copies of the pamphlet announcing his results sold out immediately. When a package containing a copy arrived in Florence, a crowd quickly gathered around the recipient and demanded to hear every word. For as long as members of our species had been lying on our backs, looking up at the night sky, we had assumed that what we saw was all there was. But then Galileo found mountains on the moon, satellites of Jupiter, hundreds of stars. Suddenly we had a new universe to explore, one to which astronomers would add over the next four centuries new moons around other planets, new planets around our sun, hundreds of planets around other stars, a hundred billion stars in our galaxy, hundreds of billions of galaxies beyond our own. By the first decade of the 21st century,